0: Welcome to episode 69 of The Real Photo Show. That's right, the name change is official. Uh, I decided to go with Real Photo Show because that was already uh, all of my social media usernames. Uh, And it separates me a little bit from all the other The Photo Shows uh, that you've probably come across if you've ever searched for The Photo Show. If you're a subscriber, there are no changes because the RSS feed that you subscribe to uh, doesn't change at all. It's just a name change and a logo change. Uh, Also, I moved the website from thephotoshow.org to realphotoshow.com. So if you were ever a guest of thephotoshow.org, I will maintain that domain name and then have it forward to the new domain, so if you've linked to your episode of the show, you might want to go ahead and update that. Look for your show on realphotoshow.com, but at the very worst, uh, if someone clicks on that link, they will be redirected to the episode list on the new website. So the only problems I've run into so far are with Facebook and iTunes. iTunes is a small problem. It's just updating the graphic. It seems to be taking forever to do that. I'm not sure... If there's a problem with the size of the file, I've tried multiple sizes, but I think that will work itself out. Uh, Facebook, on the other hand, won't let me change the name of the photo show Facebook page to Real Photo Show. Uh, I'm not sure why. They keep telling me it violates their policies on naming. And I've read those and I can't figure out the violation. I've tried several appeals and I think now they're just ignoring me. So (laughs) I'm going to close that page. And honestly, I think I get more traction out of the home account, which is Michael Chauvin Dalton. Uh, I switched the name of my personal account. So it wouldn't look just like my uh, photo show account. Uh, so for those of you who have been friending me on, the, on my personal Facebook account, uh, I may have deleted some of your requests because I didn't think you'd want to see all of my kids' photos. <laughs> so I'm sparing you that. Uh, if you are friends with me on two Facebook accounts, the one that's my full last name, Chovin Dalton, is the Real Photo Show Facebook account. So I will not be offended if you unfriend me on my personal account uh, because that really is just for family and friends who want to see pictures of my children. So this episode with Aaron Berger is sponsored by the School of Visual Arts MFA Photo, Video, and Related Media program chaired by Charles Traub. But before we get to Aaron, I just have a few announcements to make. Rola Hayat's Light in Wartime is on right now. In fact, if you're listening to this, you've already missed the reception. But the show is on until July 28th at Apex Art. And there is a panel discussion on June 9th at 4 o'clock, also at Apex Art. Nico J. Kalyaniotis whose show is still up at the JKC Gallery. You can see that by appointment through June. Uh, he's selling his book on his website, Uh The book is America in a Trance. I think it's selling for about $40. Uh, you can find that out on, on his website. And if you don't know how to spell his name, just look up his episode on realphotoshow.com. It wasn't that long ago. Former guest of the show, Greg Miller, is teaching a street photography workshop in Milan on July 21st and 22nd. And he's teaming up with the photographer Nossica Julia Bianchi, whose name I may have butchered, so I apologize for that. And finally, my current guest, Aaron Berger, will be teaching three workshops with Andre D. Wagner, also former guest of the show. Uh, New York City will be June 28th to July 1st. London, July 26th to July 29th, and Paris from August 2nd to August 5th. And you can find out more about those events on Aaron Berger and Andre Wagner's social media sites. Uh, I'm looking at Aaron Berger's Facebook page right now, but I think they both have them on their Instagram accounts. And I will also have a link to Aaron's Facebook account on this episode. If you have a photo event you'd like me to read when I release the next episode of the show, just invite me on Facebook at Michael Chovan Dalton. And if I don't get too many and it coincides with the release date, I'll do my best to read as many as I get. So Aaron and I had a great conversation at the School of Visual Arts. If you're already familiar with Aaron's work, you probably know it through Instagram. He has over 40,000 followers. And we do talk a little bit about the dangers of making photographs for likes. Uh, We talk a good deal about all the things that came before photography, including a desire to become a professional soccer player, uh, a lucrative career at internet poker, and a short stint at trying to become a YouTube star. All of this will make a lot more sense once you hear the episode. So thanks for listening. Enjoy the show, everyone. And we will talk soon.
1: I'm just sitting up Everyone's very straight. To me. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: so, uh, did you come in from Brooklyn?
1: I did. Yeah. I did, and I was a little late, so I jogged here from the train. Oh, <laughs> it's one of those days yeah. where the slightest yeah. movement will like make yeah. you sweat. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I took a shower. It's totally. Yeah. It's already 100 percent humidity out there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Coming in with your uh, Leica. Yes. <laughs> Do you carry that everywhere
1: you go? Uh, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean,
1: yeah, pretty much. Well, especially with the, the kind of work you do, right? Yeah, that's the idea yeah. to just have it. But are we? I'm sorry. Dude. We're going. We're going. Oh, All we're right. going. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah We we'll just yeah, roll yeah. right into okay. it. Oh, yeah. We're you just, can open yeah. your water if you want to. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Open your water. Okay, we're going. I'm gonna open it's mine. It's official now. It's
0: official. <laughs> I think your name has come up a, a few times since I've started this show uh, with uh-huh. Matt Stewart, Richard Bram. And of course, Andre Wagner, yeah, who you're doing another workshop with uh, this workshops. summer. Oh, three like Plural. three workshops. Yeah,
1: right? yeah, that's the plan. Uh, we're gonna do one in New York, one in London, and one in Paris.
0: Oh, that's nice. I mean, <laughs>
1: we're just we're just. Uh, Are these on? You, on your
0: own? Are you working with an organization? Are no,
1: you- usually uh, I've always done them with help from like Leica mm-hmm. or or somebody. But uh, th- no, it, it's pretty easy to set them up. Really, you just need an email address <laughs> and the internet. Well, so, easy. Yeah.
0: I think I think easy is relative because I think you between you and Andre, you have quite a few social media followers, especially on
1: Instagram. And yeah, th- maybe maybe it's easy for you to get the word out, right? Yeah, I think that's <laughs> exactly right. We can just post it on the Instagram and respond to people's emails and plan it and book the classroom space and, and go for it. And it's it's really fun. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to it.
0: Do you consider yourself a, an early social media adopter? Like, were you on, uh, what, Flickr or... No, or? I oh, definitely no. don't. Uh-huh. No,
1: no, no. I actually don't consider myself an early social media adopter at all. I was pretty late to the game, relatively. I mean, I don't know what stage of saturation we're in now like how or how long it's been super saturated but i moved to new york in 2015 and i didn't have any social media oh, at that wow. time so, so i was definitely late you're very late yeah 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 <laughs>
0: um what but what about web presence at all did you have a
1: website zero, or a blog or no, nothing zilch that is wild yeah, yeah yeah i moved yeah i moved here and i had this uh, you know i just like decide i'm going to do things i don't really uh, wade into them so i moved here and despite not really knowing anything about photography i just thought i'm really getting into photography so i just want to do it and i just uh, i just <laughs> ma- i just made an instagram and started from zero yeah i didn't have any friends on instagram i didn't have uh, so you, photography nothing. and
0: instagram started together for you yes that's why which
1: probably explains my relationship to it, because, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely, like, the start of photography and the start of Instagram kind of go hand-in-hand hand for me, huh. which is kind of terrible, but maybe not. I don't <laughs> know. And you're a
0: prim- you're a film shooter. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think it looks better. That's really what it comes down to. Yeah, color film shooter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What color film are you using these days? I, uh, I shoot Lamography 800, mm. um, because it's the cheapest... 800 color film that I can get. They should be paying paying me. That's these, right, that's a sponsor right there. Because <laughs> right now there's about 10 street photographers in New York or probably more that are all shooting that. And wow. it, 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 it definitely started from me like telling people, oh there's this cheap film and now everybody has it and they're like running out of it and it's hard to get it oh. now. So. So, mography, uh, you owe me. Yeah, send some amount of money.
0: Send Aaron a bunch of bricks of your. Yeah, phone. yeah, that would <laughs> call it even. Just send me film. <laughs> nice. <laughs>
1: um,
0: so you I know you um I, so I did I, I read a there are two or three interviews mm-hmm. uh, from you on the internet. Um, I think I read that you came out from LA, and then before that in Thailand, and we'll get to yeah. all that. And yeah, it's a, it's it's a, a really long winding road. Story. It's really uh, ridiculous. Well, what what I didn't know was how recent photography was for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think also you said you, you did some shooting in LA, right? That's where
1: maybe a it little started. Bit. Interesting. That's it. it kind of st- the seed got planted in Thailand somehow. Um, that's when I bought a camera, but I wasn't doing anything with photography at all. But I I don't even know how I got the idea that I liked photography. But somehow I started looking at photography on the Internet. And then, I don't know, a year went by. I moved back to L.A. And I was starting to look at more and more photography on the Internet and starting to think maybe I want to walk around and take pictures. And I I did do that a few times in L.A., but it wasn't like... I wasn't shooting or anything. I wouldn't say I was shooting even a tiny bit seriously, but I was just maybe walking around my neighborhood with a camera and like taking pictures of flowers and stuff. <laughs> yeah, and then I got to New York and I just really, I just started going out every day and hmm. just shooting. And d- did it immediately start with photographing people on the street? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, e- actually, even when I dabbled with it before, for whatever reason, I did always try and take pictures of people, but I was too scared, blah, blah, blah. But I mean, I always tried, and then in New York, because it was more crowded and everything, I think I was able to finally jump hmm. off the cliff and just start doing it. When did uh, what was the camera you bought in Thailand? It was a Canon Rebel <laughs> something. You know, it was yeah. the entry-level right. DSLR because I actually wanted to shoot videos. I had this idea that I was, <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. But I had this idea <laughs> that I was going to uh, make a YouTube channel and like make funny videos on the internet. <laughs> they weren't that funny. Uh, and then, it, yeah, and then for whatever reason, I, I, I wanted to like test out the camera and mm-hmm. I went out and I started taking pictures. And then immediately I knew, oh, maybe I actually want to take pictures, but it took me two years to like figure that out. So, well, let's, let's go back a little bit. Okay.
0: I did read that your your parents were musicians. Where did you grow up? Whoa, where'd you read that? I'm, I find things. <laughs> yeah,
1: man. <laughs> I can't remember. Uh, yeah, they were. My mom was a singer. Well, I mean, they still are, really. My mom's a singer. My dad's a guitar player. It's not their profession, but it was their profession. Mm. Um, that's how they met.
0: Wow, like clubs or?
1: Yeah, they were gigging musicians in Los Angeles. Oh, okay. Did you ever pick up an instrument or? I dabble in guitar. I do. I've been doing the same Stevie Ray Vaughan impression (laughs) since junior high school. The same three chords. The same pentatonic blues riffs forever and ever. I never took it seriously. So I'm just, I've been perpetually just a a hobbyist. Yeah. Yeah. I I can dabble. I don't know Mm -hmm. a little bit. Uh, So you grew up in LA then? I did. Yeah. I grew up in the suburbs of LA playing soccer that was my that was my everything that was my life oh okay yeah yeah that was my life growing up did you play in high school yep yeah yeah i played at a pretty high level up until college and then i kind of realized that okay like i'm not gonna be in the world cup so oh yeah you know
0: (laughs) was it a did you get a college scholarship or anything like that no i um i'm asking because i'm raising my son to play soccer to get us oh yeah (laughs) either that or lacrosse he does both right now he's 10 (laughs) oh okay well you
1: gotta get him started young this is when it starts um (laughs) i no i i had some interest from some schools but it wasn't you know i had this idea in my head that like i need to get a scholarship to a top d1 program and if that doesn't happen then i'm not going to make it so rather than go play d2 or d3 which i definitely could have I just quit. Oh, okay. Because I kind of like, I just felt like if I'm not going to be the best in the world at this, I just I'm not don't, gonna, I'm just, just not going to do tonight. it. I, start, I got very depressed because, you know, well, it's when it's such a part it, of your life. It's, it's, it's your entire identity. It's yeah. all you've ever known since four years old. And, uh, and
0: it's how people relate to you. It's, and it's, it's where, where the all soccer your, guy, you're the soccer guy. Yeah. It's where all
1: your friends come from. It's, it's everything you I used to walk around with t-shirts that said soccer on it you know it's like it's it, it is your you your had the, the messy and the
0: uh, or messy well, wasn't big that's yet. right he that's wasn't right. the man was yet. Um, right but I was definitely
1: <laughs> way into Steven Gerrard that, that <laughs> he was the guy yeah so then when that when it becomes clear that that's not going to work out and you're 18 and you've never done anything else that was like mm. a pretty sad time where did you go to college then I didn't. Um, oh, well, I thought I, you went and left, maybe? I did for a second. Oh, okay. I went to uh, CSUN in. Uh, Sounds very LA. Sounds very West Coast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not everyone's going to know this. I'm, I'm, I'm being too specific. But yeah, I went to a, a state college in California for a mm-hmm. second. I didn't really go to the classes. I. Hmm. Ended up dropping out and then trying to go to community college for a second. But then that, I didn't, I uh, was just not motivated in school at all. I was not into it. Did you even declare a major or were you just sort of undeclared? I think I or? just wrote business or something, mm. for,
0: you know, just because that's what everybody does. But yeah. yeah, I wasn't into it at all. <laughs> and and then what was your relationship with your folks at that point then? I mean, being musicians, they weren't, I
1: imagine, so business oriented. Yeah, they, all, they, right? they. well, okay, so do you know what? what I did. So I, (laughs) I, I know,
0: I know. Oh, so yes, you're talking about the internet poker. Yes. 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 yes.
1: That's what I was doing. Um, uh, yeah, I guess we're going to talk about that. Of course we are. (laughs) Yeah, of course we are. So yeah, at that time I couldn't get into school because after soccer, I sort of moved to my next obsession, which was, um, online poker. And then I got really, really into that, dedicated all my time to it, very similar to just what I've done with photography, like the same exact thing. And it was going pretty well at that time. And uh, so I just couldn't take school seriously when I was doing this thing that was making good money and I couldn't stand school. And I was like, well, I'm just going to do this. So at first, my parents... I mean yeah, you know, cuz the, the the stigma is that uh, your son's a gambling addict or whatever. So of course they they were prob they were not super thrilled to put <laughs> it to maybe gloss over it. <laughs> That's um, like <laughs> kind of like telling your folks they, you're getting into bitcoin, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That would be the exactly. Currently, bitcoin is the new online poker, right. yes. Yeah, so at first they weren't super thrilled, but then I was I, I sort of explained to them the math and the logic and how much time I was putting into it. And I brought out all my game theory, simulation programs and all that to show how, how serious I was. And and then when I was making money, so what could they say? And, right. and then it, it just, yeah, it, it ended up being what I did for several years. I don't know, five, six, seven, eight years, maybe kind of on and off. So that's why I dropped out of school. As yeah. Well. yeah. And that's how you ended up in Thailand. That is how I ended up in Thailand. This <laughs> We're going to piece together this whole story today. Um, <laughs> I wasn't prepared. I wasn't ready. So, yeah, yeah. I was doing the poker and then I had some money and I wanted to... I had never met any other online poker players. It's a very isolated, nerdy, think like video game kids, you know, it's, it's, it's that type of culture and that type of crowd. So I was in my room playing poker all day. I had never met anyone else who was doing that.
0: But um, you know, video games today—you're you're often playing with other people online. That's true. Maybe that's yeah. That's not,
1: not the best.
0: Uh, but but I, but the but the idea of being in a dark
1: room <laughs> all yeah, alone. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not yeah. a social, but, but right. yeah, it's not a social online gaming experience mm-hmm. the way the way that w- that that poker works really. Um, you're not chatting to your friends while you're playing or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So it's I, even I, less social. Right? Much, much less. Much <laughs> less. Um, but there are there is a community online where people discuss strategy and and so I I had like started to know some people online, and I was feeling like I wanted to get into this community a bit more, and a, a lot of successful internet poker players from America or Europe were relocating to sort of like fun tropical countries where their their Western currency goes a lot further. And oh, okay. so there were, yeah, at the time, there were a bunch of online poker players living in uh, Mexico and Argentina. And tax laws are a little less uh, strict, maybe? Maybe, yeah. <laughs> if you're out of the country for a year, you don't have to declare up to a certain amount. And all. There's <laughs> all this, you know, they, they strategize it really well. But the biggest community was in Thailand. There's a, there's a ton of people. Not anymore because it's because it's died and now Bitcoin's the new thing. But at that time, there were a ton of internet poker players living in Thailand. I wanted to travel. So I went. It was supposed to just be for the summer. And then I was going to come back to college. But then that summer trip turned into four years. Oh, wow. That and, was college. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. That was my college experience. Yeah. So that, yeah, that's how I ended up living in Thailand.
0: Wow! Yeah. yeah, and and that is there was no photography then still None. at this point right None. nothing just nothing getting even getting the camera then thinking about YouTube. Yeah, that <laughs> was
1: that was at the very end of Thailand. I was just starting to to think. Um, I didn't want to play poker anymore, and I was starting to be drawn to something maybe a little bit more creative, which I had never done in my whole life. Coming from uh, first soccer and then poker, I you know I couldn't have imagined ever doing anything. A little bit artistic, but uh, somehow, I don't know, I got pulled into it. But, yeah, at that time, no photography, no nothing. Yeah. Just, uh, yeah, very different at that time.
0: What year are we talking about now when you're in Thailand uh, near the end? 2014,
1: 2013? 2014, yeah. Yeah. I think so. Because I went there in 2010. So, so it's
0: not like YouTube is new at this point or anything like that. It's it's no. pretty much in full swing. It's in full swing. There's already YouTube stars. There's and YouTube all. stars. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> oh, Were
1: you watching them then? I, I guess I was. Yeah, I must have been. Because I would see these uh, YouTube channels that did like sketch comedy or whatever. And I just, me and a friend just thought we could do that. And then uh, we just got way into it. Um, and can we find any of these? No, God, no. <laughs> Anything? No. Are you sure? <laughs> uh, I hope so. No. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I would die if anybody if anybody saw them. I think I would just die. So, yeah, yeah. but then I had the camera and, and started thinking about photography. <sighs> Yeah, yep. where do we go from here? Well,
0: you met your, you met yes, your wife in Thailand. Yes, I met my
1: wife right again, like right at the end of Thailand. I was thinking about uh, moving back to the States, doing something with a camera. I also met a girl that became my wife. <laughs> That's a whole other story. But yes, she lives with me in New York. Was it, was <clears> it through uh, internet poker? No. Or, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. No, she does not. <laughs> no. <laughs> but yeah, that was that was a whole thing. Like she's from Thailand. She's from Thailand. Yeah. She's Thai. Mm-hmm. That was a whole thing. Me coming to America, and and we weren't married yet, so we had to. But we didn't want to break up, and it it was mm. it was so foolish. Was that it.
0: was it towards the end that you met her? Or? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. So
1: we were not ready to get married mm-hmm. at all, but. We definitely didn't want to break up, and we had this plan that I would go back, and then she would get a job somewhere in America, and we'd somehow be together. And it it absolutely had no chance of working, but it worked (laughs) because we are currently married in in New York. She got a job in New York. I moved to New York. That's what brought you to New York. Yeah, that's what actually brought me to New York. Yeah. She got uh, a, a job and visa all in one like through this program, and she got located in... Brooklyn, and oh. so I, wow, uh, I was still playing poker. I was still doing that back in L.A. Or yeah, yeah, I was. I was dabbling with the camera, but still playing poker while I was living in L.A. Still making money. Still making money, <laughs> <laughs> as opposed to now. Um, yeah, I had money, uh, a bit of it anyway. And she got a, a situation to come to New York, so then I followed her here, and it and it all added up because I thought, oh, I want to. I want to start photographing, and New York's like the spot, and and it just it it seemed like a destiny kind of thing. So I came, I followed her to New York, and then that's that's really how I ended up here. So yeah, so then you're in New
0: York, and you're still with your Canon DSLR. No, no, no. By this oh. time, oh
1: no! By this time, um, I had spent countless hours like looking at um, pictures on the internet and trying to decide like what looks good and what doesn't look good and you I were had,
0: teaching yourself photography yes yeah. yes 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 yeah.
1: just by like going through actually by that time I had found Flickr and oh. I was I was looking through Flickr a lot and I was like oh you know on Flickr there's the tags for what camera the picture was taken with and I, I, oh, I that's right I probably had like a million tabs open at once comparing camera it was totally... they total, give
0: they gave you I remember Flickr would and it's still around but Flickr would, at the top you'd get the whole line of yeah. like camera lens yeah, settings yeah, yeah. all those things right so yeah. i
1: was like going through people's pictures sorting by what camera they had taken it with i mean this was totally illogical because of course <laughs> by the time they post it on the internet it's got all their post-processing and stuff so it doesn't even matter right i i didn't right. know anything and i was just trying to absorb it all but i quickly realized that like all the film groups, just their pictures look so much better to me. And I just thought, I want to shoot film. So, but it took me a while to get over the hump and shoot film. God, I went back and forth between so many different cameras. It's well, it's hard to even. Well,
0: being on your own too, you yeah. have to think about how you're going to process and print or do whatever you're going to do. Right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. That's it's a much bigger. Most you know people I know who shoot film learned in or used it at a in school, and so there were facilities and things right. like
1: that. So oh no, I was just. Googling. <laughs> just Google is my school. <laughs> so then what was your first film camera? First film camera was, oh gosh. Well, I don't want to lie to you because there was a, there, I'm <laughs> okay. sorry. My, my Why s- would you have to lie? <laughs> no, because I could simplify it all by just by skipping parts. Oh, okay. But you asked me what was my first. And I think my first one was a cheap Canon um, SLR. It mm-hmm. was, and yeah. it was in LA actually and i shot with it for a bit but then i sold it blah 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 came to new york with a digital camera quickly switched to a rico gr1v it's a little point and shoot film camera that was my first that was my i would say that marks the finally we're caught up that marks the (laughs) beginning like i'm sorry for those of you that have had to what? This is interesting. To stuff. last through this, you know this what? The reason why I, I find this
0: interesting, yeah, and for you to tell the story is, you have a, a an enormous social media presence. I wouldn't call it enormous. You have a very <laughs> large social media <laughs> presence. Yeah, forty thousand Instagram followers yeah, in the yeah. neighborhood of. Oh? Yeah, but you, uh, and 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 a website, and it is. It is all bereft of you in some ways. Yes, like, it is. About, there's oh no about me. I know, and there right? really should be. This is going to be the beginning.
1: This is it. <laughs> We're really news peeling here, it but,
0: back. But um, uh, is that Rico? Rico, you said the camera Is that one of those cameras that's sort of like really sought after now? Yeah, point it's too? kind of a cool Do you still thing have it? now. No, I oh. don't. So I,
1: I get cameras and then I sell them. That's like that's what I did for a long time. I get a camera, I'd think this is great, then hear about something new sell it immediately go to the next one mm-hmm. um yeah that ricoh gr1v by the, i was in new york i decided okay i really want to shoot and i want to shoot film and i got that camera it was in the summer of 2015 and i would say that finally marks the beginning of like my modern the current life. The, the current yes. me like I think back to that and I like that the, the at that time I can relate that to where I am now. That's and you the, stopped playing internet poker when you uh, yeah, moved to New York? Exactly. <laughs> that was also around the time that I started playing poker a lot less. <laughs> and so your
0: parents said, Oh good, you're giving up internet poker. Oh crap, you're taking so, up photography.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, by this time they were used to me not making much sense <laughs> and just doing things because right. I've had other crazy ideas. I mean the the <laughs> I don't make any sense. So, yeah, they were just like, all right, here he goes again. Yeah. Um I think I kind of earned their like their belief a little bit because you know when I said I was going to do poker, that seemed totally absurd and then that ended up working. So then now I could sort of pitch them anything, and they'd be like, "Well, all right, yeah. I guess I guess he's going to figure it out." I don't know. <laughs> and you're married, and you're living in New York. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm getting older. <laughs> 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 um, so yeah, yeah. Started with that uh, point-and-shoot film camera, and then that's that's when it really. That's when I was really shooting every single day. Like, and is and is that the photographs you made with that camera?
0: Do they are those the photographs that really started looking like your photographs? Yes, I yeah. would say
1: around that time too. Finally, if you look at those pictures, they they definitely relate to my current pictures. Like that, that was the beginning. And that was also when I realized I wouldn't be able to afford processing and scanning with a lab because of how much i was shooting so i started developing it at home
0: oh okay and
1: um do you use like
0: a jobo setup or what, um, what's no, your
1: processing i use uh, the patterson tanks oh yeah yeah
0: so you, well you do it all manually by hand yeah yeah
1: oh wow yeah no machines no machines <laughs> uh, i wish because they look great <laughs> they're definitely expensive yeah so then uh you're scanning at home then yeah got the uh the pack on the one where you just put it through and it does the whole role and it's a huge pain because it doesn't work with window. It doesn't work with modern windows. So you have to set up oh an old a, machine, a windows XP uh, virtual yeah. machine and do this whole thing.
0: Well, that, that's the problem I have. I've always had with Macs. the software drivers for Macs. are, would get killed in just an update of the operating system or mm. something like that. And I gave up on the manufacturer's software years and years ago. I, mm. I, I do a, I still have a Nikon CoolScan 8000 and a 9000. Oh, those are
1: supposed to be great, right? Yeah, they're yeah. great, but yeah.
0: but the software doesn't work anymore. Right, so right, I use right.
1: ViewScan.
0: Do you know ViewScan? I, yes. Ed Hamrick's ViewScan. Hi, I've Ed. Heard, <laughs> <laughs>
1: I've definitely heard of it. Yeah. I think because the Pac-on wasn't my first scanner, I, and I think the the first one did use ViewScan, but then mm-hmm. I, I sold that very quickly, as, yeah. as is the process. Or custom. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then when yeah. do you get the Leica? Oh, Andre, actually. That ah. takes us to, yeah. A- Andre definitely. Um, he saw you with your little is, Rico. Yeah, and, and, and uh, <laughs> laughed. And he <laughs> he didn't laugh, no. Okay. Didn't, but. I don't know somehow he was just like you should you should be you should be trying to arrange cuz the the thing with the point and shoot is that you don't have as much control over it you know it, it's auto exposure auto this auto that you push the button and then you got to wait for the electron I definitely think there's, there's a, a tiny bit of lag <laughs> yeah. I mean it's very negligible but there is Sure and the film advances right. automatically and all this and he I don't know. Somehow we got to talk and like, yeah, it must be cool to just have it, just be able to control it all. He had a, an extra Leica, and he let me take it out for a spin, and then that was that. Yeah. And then I, and then I needed a rangefinder. Once you start shooting with a Leica, then I sold the <laughs> then I sold the point and the Rico. shoot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that that's how I got into the Leica.
0: Yeah, uh, you know, one of the things uh, Andre and I did talk about were these workshops and street photography and how uh-huh. so much of it is kind of instinct yeah you know definitely. and and your own personality and how you relate to the to the world and even how people perceive you like how you sort of come off to other people sure, right yeah, and yeah and how do you teach that right how do you <laughs> how do you it's <laughs> a great question right how do you teach that in a workshop and i and i imagine it's not and i imagine it's not a uh, you know you have a syllabus
1: and you say well, do this this and this yeah, d- there's
0: got to be something psychologically yes mean, yes right?
1: i think we because we, we both really uh line up on that on on the approach we're very anti like rules and guidelines like go stand in front of a wall with this particular type of light and wait for 10 minutes and try to you know like that type of picture we're both totally uh in the other direction so at least speaking for myself when i'm when i'm um doing these workshops i'm doing everything i can to try and Get people to be looser and more spontaneous and more intuitive and and let go of the, the formulas and the and the ideas of what a good picture looks like and all like I'm I'm very very into that. It's very uh, uh what's the word? I don't know. It's 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 not like a math problem. It's it's total ops. It's uh, fluid, flimsy, <laughs> uh, light. I don't know. Yeah. So the way I the way I try to talk about it, I try to make it a, a, a thing that's mm-hmm. doesn't have any rules or, or straight edges to yeah,
0: it. Yeah. It's it's a um, it's a more conceptual idea or an approach yeah. that's that that comes you know from somewhere within right something yes. something inside that yes. that drives you to do it and and then you you're trying to help them find that little voice inside or yeah. whatever it is. Right? I,
1: I really think the best way I can explain it is I think. I'm really trying to use photography as a way to practice being present, and be, you know, uh, it's a meditation practice. It's it's a way of um, I mean, just, just like anything else. If if you're playing sports, you talk about getting in the zone or uh, what you know. Anyone yeah. who's doing anything and trying to do it at a high level is going to know about that place you can get to, where you're no longer thinking. And you're 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 no longer concerned with what's right or wrong, and you're just doing it. And that's, um, I think, we're all practicing that, whether we're photographers or writers or chefs or absolutely. Or, or that. yeah. So that's that's really like the core of what I try to talk about. I actually think if you go if if you talk about photography and you stay on the specific subject of photography for too long, you're missing the really good part. Right. Because the really good part is the idea of your practice and your ritual and the the sort of deeper things that photography is allowing you to practice
0: right at a certain point the questions about the cameras go away yeah right? yeah, yeah who cares after, after a certain point so if it's working for you and you're using it and oh yeah, then sure. that's it right? yeah
1: once you find the one that you don't have to think about that's the one right forget it <laughs> yeah yeah,
0: I, I think, and also, the, you know, your sports metaphor uh, also makes so much sense. Um, I had John Trotter on the show. He's a photographer mm-hmm. who is also an avid cyclist. Oh, okay. And so we, we, we talked about the, the similarities between that sort of zone, that runner's Absolutely. high. That, that mo- All yeah, of it. We All of
1: it. Just sort of, um, that, that sublime moment, you're just letting everything else go. Right? I don't think it's just... I don't think it's just sports and photography. I really think anybody who's dedicating themselves to anything, mm. if they started to speak about what they do, on their deepest level, you'd realize it's all the same. Yeah, I think from a from a photographer to an athlete to a, a, a Wall Street trader, an um, internet poker player, a poker player to uh, <laughs> to uh, just anybody that's dedicated to doing anything uh, to a fashion designer to a to, you mm-hmm. know I'm running out of. Yeah, no, uh, I, I mean, crafts, I've, but I've heard mathematicians
0: speak where they don't even, it's not even math anymore. It's just right, poetry. Absolutely, yeah, right.
1: perfect, per, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think things on the surface look different, but everybody's practicing the same thing, and that's like, that's what's really interesting to me. That's what I get kind of yeah. stoked about uh, uh, talking about or trying to. It's so difficult to talk about because it's it is you, you it know. is
0: difficult to talk about photography when. In in a sense, uh, um, it brings me to the next idea. I was thinking about a lot of photographers. I speak to are very project based, are very subject matter based. Um, They think of a beginning, a middle, an end, and maybe a book or a show or things like that. And you know, when I'm speaking to Matt Stewart and Richard Bram uh, and Andre Mm -hmm. and a few others, I'm sorry, forgetting names. um, It's a different way of working. It's continuous. There's no end. Right. And then at some point, you have to think about well, how does this time and body of work fit into an idea where I can maybe I can publish a book or maybe have a show and all and how do you think about that
1: yeah I think that's kind of a conundrum for me because the whole the whole base of what I'm doing is about letting go of the idea of results and uh, letting go of sort of preconceived ideas so when you have a project, you are working with a preconceived idea. You have this final result in your head, and I, I definitely can't do that. Like I, I couldn't make up a project before I took the pictures. I just couldn't do it. So like, for me, the whole the, the whole practice is to is to be outside all day and just present and looking and seeing and not thinking and and that, to put that into a project is just usually going to end up being you know, a collection of greatest hits, single images. A portfolio. A portfolio. Right. I, no, I don't want to make a book that's a portfolio at all, but I work in that way. So that's that's a um, uh, bit of a puzzle to solve. But I, I think the inevitably the way it's going to work for me is that, of course, by just spontaneously photographing whatever I'm walking around every day, themes do emerge you know you you start to see oh this is something I look at this is something I keep photographing and then some ideas do come up a bit more organically so I do have you know uh, folders on my computer somewhere where I'm (laughs) piling things together and then that's my idea oh I'm working on a book
0: Um, (laughs) (laughs) I think I think Matt
1: said it it helps to
0: bring someone else in yeah, to help prob- you organize because yeah, yeah, yeah. they can they'll see things that you won't
1: see yeah, yeah. I'm all for that yeah I don't <laughs> the editing's not my favorite part like mm-hmm. I definitely would be happy to let people I trust just like poof, just do it but <laughs> I'm not at that level yeah. yet well but, do uh, you do you think about in
0: terms of social media platforms like what should go where do you, do you do you curate that at all in a sense like mm-hmm. this is this will be good on instagram this will be good i on think about something that else.
1: a little bit yeah more than i should because because <laughs> <Why? laughs> <laughs> i don't you know i don't want to get stuck like thinking about um oh this picture's gonna be popular this one's gonna get a lot of likes or you know what i mean like i don't i don't want be letting that influence me but of course it does of course it does so well inst- instagram yeah. really wants to be square yeah instagram <laughs> well instagram wants the picture to punch you in the face yes. because it's it's on this tiny screen and yes. the the subtlety and the details get get often lost so big landscape photos don't typically work yeah in instagram or ju- even like any yeah, Instagram definitely favors the picture that has the thing right in the center of the frame. Yeah. You can't miss it. It's right there. And it's got like one eyeball. And it's just and you're like, yeah, that's amazing. So yeah, I, I do. I do hold on to a lot of pictures. I mean, there's a ton of pictures I'm not posting anywhere. And those usually are the ones where I think I, I like this picture. This could go in one of these um, books that I'm Mm -hmm. maybe kind of working on, I don't know. Um, Yeah, I I guess, yeah, Mm -hmm. to to long answer your question. No, that's good. (laughs) Yes, I I do consider that,
0: yeah. What about um, your method? Well, not method, but what about... Picking locations and wandering around and Yeah. The, I uh, <laughs> do you have
1: do you have any sort of hang ups about uh, visiting the same place over and over yeah, again or anything? But like I do I, yeah. I do it anyway because I don't know. <laughs> Everybody does
0: Well there you know, there are the the point lobuses uh, so, yeah, you know sure. of, of every photographer's life where you you want you know,
1: you know the light's good here. You know exactly. the stage is good you here. You know, you yeah. know you've walked it, you know it's crowded, you know. Yeah. Because for whatever reason, I know that I like photographing people. Like, that's obvious, right? So I'm not... All the time, I I mean, I do get ideas. Oh, I'd like to just go for a super long walk through a sort of empty place and take pictures of lamp posts or whatever. But every time I try that, it's so much more romantic in my head than it actually (laughs) turns out to be because I'm just like, damn, where are all the people? I got (laughs) to photograph some people. So inevitably, I just always want to go where it's crowded and i prefer where it's crowded but not too specific like there's not an event going on i just want i just want like a a mixed bag of people walking around and like here in new york you know where that's going to be you know oh midtown manhattan and people are going to be walking around so <laughs> new i york just public library five yeah, o'clock what, yeah, exactly yeah <laughs> exactly exactly so i just keep walking around there and and of course I do, it's, it's comical. I do say to myself, I can't just keep walking around the same place every day, but I do it. Um, so I don't know what to make of that. But I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know my spots. I know my routes. I know what corners I like to be at at certain times. And um, yeah. And just like any other photographer, and I don't know if it's
0: more or less with street photography, but I imagine it's, it's also, you have to figure out ways of remaining very open and uh, an ability to be surprised in order not to make the same photo over and over again yeah. too, right?
1: Yes, yes. But I think that's more mental than, I think that that's more a function of, of what's in, uh, in your mind or what's not in your mind to be more specific than, um, than where you are sort of, you know, if you, mm-hmm. I think if you keep relying on traveling or being in a new place to be in that spontaneous, fresh mindset where everything looks new and you're 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 not putting labels on things as that looks like a good picture or a bad picture you're just shooting everything if you keep relying on new like locations to do that i feel like that's not really um you're not really mastering yourself in a way it's sort of yeah taking um taking a drug to feel a certain way instead mm-hmm. of being able to sit down and meditate and the just, new place becomes a crutch. Yes. It's not, you just um, get there on your own.
0: Right. It, it, it's not your ability to make photographs. It's your ability to travel somewhere. Right. Yeah. Maybe right. to, to assert, to an extent, you know, I don't, oh, don't yeah. want to no, no, paint believe with me, a I, broad brush. I, I do a lot of like moving around to in photography and I am very project based. So that's yeah. why. So yeah, no, it's not, I'm not saying that's not a good way to work. I'm saying it's, you still have to be able to that, right. visit
1: those, those same places and, and yeah, figure out what surprises you. Yeah, yeah. I, I would love to get to a place where I actually could just walk down the same street every day and it would always feel like the first time. Mm-hmm. I think if I could get to that place, I would have sort of gotten pretty far along with where I'd like to be mentally. Yeah. Um, but that's, of course, that's so difficult. Um, Photographic I, I guess, amnesia. I, don't I know. guess what I'm. <laughs> I guess I'm working on it. I mean, I do. I do like wandering. I just wander through zones that I've am familiar with. I. I, I but yeah. Do you think about the label street photographer at all? Does that interest you? That conversation. Does that interest? <laughs> <you>? <laughs> that. Yeah. I don't. I don't even care. I don't. Um, the street. The street photography thing. I mean, I don't. I definitely. People are gonna laugh, but I don't think of myself as a street photographer. I don't think of something as street photography. It feels like, um, I mean, when I hear the word, it's 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 like a, it's a hashtag. It's an online mm. culture now. There's a certain aesthetic, there's a certain thing, mm-hmm. and I really don't associate myself <laughs> with it. But um, But I know it's the easiest way to describe what I do, so sure, but. I'm just walking around taking pictures of people. I don't know. That's, that's as far as I'm concerned.
0: Yeah. I th- I also think Andre said you're the the person he most bumps into out yes. in the street. Yes. <laughs> I'm out there. I'm out there often. <laughs> do you uh, do you have, I mean, interest in, in shows? And I mean, I, I don't remember seeing a whole lot on the...
1: Shows probably don't. I don't... I'm not super interested in shows. I think books are a lot more interesting than shows but i haven't really done a lot of that stuff i mean i was in one little show somewhere but um that's mm-hmm. it's it's not stuff that i seek out you know i'm i'm not thinking about oh i'd love to be in a gallery like i don't that's a thought that never crosses my mind books cross my mind there there there's i think okay i i'd like for pictures to end up in books so they could be different than this single image thing but mm-hmm. the um i'm just not super like i i don't have these goals in my head that define some sort of success like once i've been in a big show or once i've published this book like those things don't really excite me so i don't get very hung up on them mm-hmm. and, and i don't i don't network or hustle to try and make them happen because they don't they're, they're not super exciting in the first place but um when i do make a book/books slash it will be it will be because i really wanted to make the book it won't be because like it's not this a would, vanity project. Yeah it, it, yeah, it won't be like a, it's the thing you do when you made it. Like, it's not going to be like that. But. Right.
0: What are the, and if you don't want to answer this, I'll mark it and we don't have to have it. Okay. What is your is
1: primary source of income? Is it the
0: workshops? Is
1: yeah. It, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the workshops. It's the print sales. Um, oh, how do
0: you do the print sales?
1: Instagram. Oh, uh, <laughs> you do? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, you just... You just post on Instagram that you're selling prints. And <laughs> yeah, so it, as of late, absolutely, it's been the workshops. I mean, last year I did five workshops hmm. and a print sale. And um, I do do assignments as well, actually. Last year I did quite a few. Um, Magazine work? Or, yeah, like yep. the online editorial stuff. And also other just r- random assignments that pop up for, for that are a little more like for someone's business. Uh, so yeah, the, uh, luckily somehow the, the various streams have piled together. I mean, at least last year it worked out and we'll, we'll see about this year. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, yeah. The workshops are the, the the main and they're also the one that I enjoy by far the most. So that's mm-hmm. really great. I would love to be doing that as often as possible, really.
0: Yeah. So I, I also did read somewhere that... um Mm-hmm. You consider Gary Winogrand an influence, and we're at the School of Visual Arts, and yes. last night, Jeff Dyer was here oh, lecturing how about, about Gary that? Winogrand. Yeah,
1: yeah, he just wrote that book.
0: Yep, and I, I was unable to make it because I have uh, two children and uh, yes. a partner who all have lives of their own. Damn right. them, but yes, <laughs> <laughs> Life. <laughs> That's right.
1: Um, but yeah, when, when did you become aware of Gary Winogrand? Pooh. I don't know exactly. It would have been somewhere in the early stages of, of looking at pictures on the internet. I'm sure when you Google street photography, too, yeah, that's you, one of the first ones that comes up. You definitely, <laughs> yeah, you fall upon the articles that list the top 10 greatest whatever, <laughs> and he's going to be on there. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know exactly when, but I mean, I know that more than any photographer it's not really just his pictures but his whole method and his story and his personality and the, the, the way he approached it feels i just instantly related to it yeah um, i know you, you've talked about being sort of
0: quick on the street and and being oh that too yeah being the, the uh, actual physicality of yeah. It. yeah yeah also being uh willing to read to have people
1: yell at you on occasion and <laughs> <laughs> I, I try to avoid it i really do i've i'm pretty lucky it, it happens I'd say just about never, Mm -hmm. uh, almost never at, at, at this moment in the beginning when you're more clumsy and nervous, it it happens a lot, a lot more. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, I just related to his whole, his whole approach of wanting to, to, to let go and not think and, and just photograph whatever he felt like. And he, he wasn't very concerned with the results and all of that. I just, it really resonated with me. And, just so happens I also love the pictures. I mean, he's taken some very good pictures. So, <laughs> yeah, he he's he's probably the main the mm-hmm. main one for me, but I I like I like a lot of stuff from a lot of photographers, but he he really stands out.
0: Are there um photographers who you do admire that don't do anything like what you do? Totally. Yeah.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I have like I said, like I get these ideas in my head that i'd like to do something completely different and Mm -hmm. i'll try to go take pictures of flowers and and i actually do that all the time like (laughs) when i get off the train after shooting in my neighborhood in brooklyn when i'm walking home i'm taking a lot of like really quiet pictures of of nothing trying to be like everyone who's great at doing that trying to be like the Stephen shores and the egglestons and the Friedlanders and whatnot yeah, I love that stuff. I also really love the uh, the Daido Moriyama mm-hmm. type of thing, sure. where there's just like a complete lack of not lack. Uh, that's not the right word, but but this things are dark and gritty, and dark and gritty, and sort yeah. of this letting go of form completely, mm-hmm. just blurry, shaky, out of focus, right? Super contrast. Like I love to be, like the method, the the philosophy in that. I also relate to, even though the pictures don't look. Anything like what I do, I really relate to um, the philosophy in those pictures. I think I do anyway. Yeah. Um, where the, it's just this total, like, you can just tell that they don't, like, those provoke photographers, you know, it's right. just like, they're, they're, they have let go. <laughs> in some way, they have let go.
0: Yeah. So what else do you have coming up? We have the, the three workshops. The first one is in June. Is that New York?
1: Yeah, the first one's in New York. With Andre D. Wagner. With yep. Andre June 28th to July 1st. Second one is in London, July 26th Mm -hmm. to 29th. And the third one's in Paris, uh, August 2nd to August 5th. And and because social
0: media is is borderless, uh, do you get... Do you get people who are already there, Londoners and people in Paris and oh, yeah. signing up just waiting for you to arrive? <laughs> <laughs> or is, it, is really it mostly people traveling <laughs> with you uh, or traveling to
1: meet yeah, you? Yeah. yeah, I would say the majority of, of uh, sign-ups will be from people that live there. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah in, you know, social media its yeah. out and about. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. yeah.
0: Well, thank you very much for coming
1: in. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. Oh, great unload my whole story <laughs> that's right we got it all out there yeah was not <laughs> thinking it was gonna happen but it happened it's out that's right <laughs> now everyone knows yeah <laughs> all right bye everyone
0: Bye.